Yo, what's good? My name is Reginald, aka the R-Star, aka Miss Straight Fire, and this is Unabashedly Reggie's breakdown, analysis, reaction to Eminem's Godzilla. Before we start, if you enjoyed this video, give it a like and subscribe to my channel if you haven't already done so. If you're new to my channel, I do lyrical breakdown and rhyme analysis of rap songs. As a stan, I mostly do Eminem related songs, so if you're a stan like me, you will love it. As always, check the description to find time codes to skip to the breakdown parts you would like. And if you like the audio version only of this video, you can check out all your podcast services. All links can be found in the description as well. And if you want to support this channel, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash unabashedlyreggie. For only a dollar a month, you get the full rhyme sheet and sometimes get the extended version of the videos, just like this one. If you want to get a shout out, there's always the $5 tier. With that said, shout out to all my patrons, but specifically to Kathy Farrar, Paul Carter, Nolan Austin, and Pedro Rodriguez. On to the song. Godzilla was released on January 17th on Eminem's 11th studio album, Music To Be Murdered By. It's the second single of the album. It was produced by Dia Got That Dope, with additional production by Eminem and Louis Resto. It features the late Juice Squirrel on the chorus. It is Juice's first posthumous release, Rest in Peace Young Man. Juice World has said in interviews that he wouldn't be who he was if it wasn't for Eminem's music. Unfortunately, he may have never got to hear the song and he was never in the studio with Eminem because according to Chris Long, a photographer, Juice recorded the hook in a studio of his own, but knowing he would be for Eminem and Chris posted this picture. It's not clear who wrote the hook, but man, that joint is catchy as hell, and that's what M wanted to do with the song. He wanted to make a radio hit with some of the tropes, lyrical tropes that we usually hear, like bragging about money and girls, but at the same time, do it at a top level of lyricism, and it definitely worked. As a matter of fact, three months after the release of the album, it is the only song still on the Billboard Hot 100. It's been there for 11 weeks, and it peaked at number one. I mean, you already know, this song is a great song, definitely one of the highlights of the album, Eminem uses Godzilla and other monsters as a metaphor for what he represents in the rap game, all with that catchy beat, catchy hook, and that delivery too. Now at the end, I'm less of a fan of it due to the rapid fire spitting, but it doesn't take away from the song. Earlier, I said this song was made for the radio, and its writing structure is very interesting. Usually, M will have two 16 bars verse and a third verse that's longer, but here we have a hook, then 12 bars, a hook, then eight bars, a hook, and then, depending on how you count it, there's a staggering 36 bars. Yep, the song is only three minute 30. The reason for that structure is to have the hook as many times as possible for the radio and also have a short song so it gets more streams on streaming services like Spotify. So it's like M is conforming with the new norms, but he gives himself the freedom in the last verse to just go crazy as long as he can within that three minute 30 seconds time frame. As I said in my review of the album, M is learning more and more how to adapt to today's new music reality. Now, with that said, on to the first verse breakdown. I can swallow a bottle of alcohol and I'll feel like Godzilla, better hit the deck like the Cardilla. Hitting the deck is an idiom meaning to drop to the ground, usually in an attempt to avoid danger. So because he feel like Godzilla right now, people better get out of his way because he's in the mode to destroy everything in his path. And that goes with the hook with lines like, you get in my way, I'ma feed you to the monster. And since in the hook M says fire spitter, we can assume he's talking lyrically how this track would get destroyed and it got destroyed too. Plus the simile here with the card dealer is tied to the word deck as an eight deck of cards. 
Milo's quads in here walking around the party, a cross between a zombie apocalypse and Bobby the Brain Heenan, which is probably the same reason I wrestle with mania. Well, if there were to be a zombie apocalypse, everyone would be running for their lives. Here Hem Squad are the zombies going at everybody. The reason why he compares them to zombies is because they are all under the influence and look like zombies. Then you have a reference to Bobby the Brain as Brain goes with zombies as you all know. Bobby the Brain Heenan was an American pro wrestling manager and color commentator. He is considered by many to be one of the greatest villains of all time in wrestling as a manager and a color commentator. So it's for that reason that M sees himself in Bobby because just like him in his respective field, he's on top as a pops villain. Then to play on the wrestling theme, he makes another wordplay. I wrestle with Mania, which is a wordplay with WrestleMania, WWE's biggest event of the year, which this year was held with no crowd. Anyways, but what he actually means is that he struggles with manic syndromes. That can include bipolar disorder and manic depression, those being mental health issues. And it's not the first time M has let us know about those problems. Like on the opening line of Deja Vu, as I fall deeper into a manic state, and for what it's worth, his mother in her book said that M suffered from bipolar disorder. But also, mania also means the frenzy surrounding something. Remember in Guts Over Fear, he labeled his fame as Shady Mania, so he's also talking about how he struggles with this absurd fame that he has. Shady's in this bitch, I'm posse'd up. Consider it to cross me a costly mistake. If they sleeping on me, the hoes better get insomnia, ADHD, hydroxy cut. If you didn't know, a posse is a group of people. Simply put, in this case, it's a synonym to squad, so he's saying the same thing using different words to complement the rhyming pattern. The expression to sleep on someone is a slang that means that you don't pay attention to something or simply look down or assume something isn't good. That's why he then mentioned things that keeps you awake. Insomnia is a sleep disorder in which people have trouble sleeping. ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Shout out to Jordan Lucas. It's a mental disorder where people have difficulty paying attention. And some studies have established a link between ADHD and sleep disorder. Finally, Hydroxycut is a brand of supplement marketed to help with weight loss. Its main ingredient is caffeine, something that keeps you awake, so that's why Am said it. Next lines. For the final four bars, the rhyming is based on two syllables of the A sound in succession. Check it out. Pazza Kravasi. Hey, hey. Here I thought that was a clever use of the beats hey, hey sound. Kravasier is a brand of cognac, and of course, Past the Cravassier is a saying that was made famous by Busta Rhymes song of the same name. So that's M shouting out Busta, one of his rapper friends. In AA with an AK, melee, finna set it like a play date, better vacate, retreat like a vacay, mayday. Finna is a contraction if you're not from North America, you might not know it, but it means going to. So here M is saying that he's about to set it off, meaning cause chaos. Then you have a cool wordplay. He's telling his competition to retreat, meaning to step back from a dangerous situation. But he plays on the double meaning of retreat, which also means a place that you go to to relax and get away, like a vacation in a nice retreat. That's why retreat like a vacay. Vacation shortened. Now, Mayday is a distress call known internationally, just like SOS. It comes from the French Mayday, which means help me. Final lines of the verse. This beat is cray cray, ray j, h a, h a, h a, laughing all the way to the bank. I spray flames, they cannot tame or placate the monster. Ray J is an American singer known for the hit single Sexy Can I and also for jumpstarting the career of Kim Kardashian, arguably. Now, over the past few years, Ray J has been in the news for 
or in reality shows where he's shown a little bit crazy. So I think M drops his name for the reason for that reason and also because it fits the rhyming pattern of the two A sounds. And finally, to placate means to appease, to calm the anger of. Therefore, he's just saying that he's a monster whose anger cannot be controlled. Now, on to the second verse. As I mentioned earlier, this is a particularly short verse since there are only eight bars, but still hot. Let's check them out. I'm just a product of Slick Rick and Onyx told him lick the balls, had him just appalled, did so many things to piss them off, it's impossible to list them all, and in the midst of all of this, I'm in the middle hospital with a crystal ball, trying to see will I still be like this tomorrow, whispered doll. That was a nice rhyming pattern and great consonants with the repetition of the S sounds, which will continue in the next bars. To open the verse, M shouts out rappers he's been influenced by. Slick Rick is a British, New York-based legend. He's labeled as hip-hop's greatest storyteller. So Eminem definitely learned from him to make his storytelling track, like The Amazing Stan. And if you've heard M's this track towards cannabis called Cannabitch, he opens the song with an homage to Slick Rick's chillin' story. On top of that, Slick Rick had a song called Lick the Balls. Onyx is a hip-hop group from Queens formed by Fredo Starr. One of his members is Sticky Fingers, who was featured on the Marshall Mathers LP track, Remember Me. Moreover, in the 8 Mile movie, during the second battle against Lotto, it's the Onyx song, Last Days, that's used as the instrumental. Also, M mentioned Onyx on Legacy on the Marshall Mathers LP too. Risperdal is the brand name of the drug called Risperidone. It's used to treat things such as schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. So that continues with what he talked about earlier with wrestling with mania, but also the next line when he'll say voice whisper, alluding to schizophrenia. All in all, in those bars, M reflects on his career and how he's done said a lot of things in his days and that it's pissed a lot of people. Let's continue. Voices whisper, my fist is ball, back up against the wall, pencil drawn, this is just a song to go ballistic on, you just pull the pistol on a guy with a missile launch. Voices whisper, I don't know about you, but it made me think of my darling with Shady whispering to Marshall. Here we have another case of M referencing to his rap as weapon. That's why he says pencil drawn, because you usually draw a weapon. Continuing the weapon theme, he says this is a track to go ballistic on, meaning to just pass out on. But ballistic also means something related to the science of the motion of projectiles, like bullets. Then when he compares a pistol to a missile launcher, he's basically comparing his rapping skills to the ones who tries to go at him. Compared to his abilities, they have pistols, probably a 380. By the way, a 380 is a fucking sissy gun. I'm just the Loch Ness, the mythological, quick to tell a bitch crew off like a fit the vodka when you twist the top of the bottle, I'm a monster. The Loch Ness Monster is a large mythical creature that lives in the waters of Loch Ness, a part of Scotland. Here I'm showing a picture, but that's not a real picture. It's a hoax from 1934. So M is comparing himself to another legendary monster. Only difference, M is for real. Finally, he plays on the expression screw off, which is the cleaner version of fuck off, but in the literal sense, screwing off the top of a bottle to remove its cap. But the true highlight here is the great reference to my name is and stand by saying it fit the vodka. Am I right? Third and final verse coming up. If you never gave a damn, raise your hand, because I'm about to set trip vacation plan. I'm on point like my indexes. All you will ever get is the motherfucking finger prostate exam. Now here we have the use of a slang that even if you're American or familiar with hip hop culture, you may not be familiar with. I know I wasn't until I looked it up. Set tripping is the act of killing someone in your own gang, but who is in a different subgroup known as a set. There are two ways that this line can be interpreted. 
First, the gang in this case is rap slash hip hop, and each rapper is in, is in a different set. So he's saying that he'll murder his counterparts, other MCs. The second way, when he's on a song with a rapper that he's cool with, he doesn't care, he'll show no mercy and still destroy him. Eminem murdered you on your own shit. But then he plays on the more no meaning of setting a trip, which is planning a vacation. Next, being on point means being good at something, but which finger do you use to point at stuff? Not the pinky, the ring, or the thumb, it's the one, well, you use the point, the index. Continuing with the finger talk, when he says the motherfucking finger, this time he's most likely talking about the one you put up when you don't give a fuck. And finally, a prostate exam is a screening for prostate cancer. There are two types of tests. One that is a blood test, and the other one is a rectal exam, where a doctor or a nurse put gloves on and give you their finger up your rectum to check for abnormalities with your prostate. But don't worry, young man out there, it's something you have to do when you hit 40, so by the time you get there, hopefully, technology will have improved. All in all, in those bars, notice how M is delivering his punchlines with a flow that a new generation is using, where you say a simile, and instead of using the word like, like, you pause, and then say the end of the wordplay. So the line could be, the set trip like a vacation plan, or the finger like a prostate exam. Like I said in my review of the whole album, M is finding ways to mix his style with the new style to stay relevant. That's something that great artists are supposed to do to always stay on top. Moving on. How can I have all these fans and perspire like a liar's pants? I'm on fire. I got no plans to retire. I'm still the man you admire. These chicks are passing out. I only get more handsome and flyer. I got them passing out like what you do when you hand someone flyers. Again, that braggadocious style of talking about how girls are all on you, that's more similar to what you hear on the radio, but he does it with style as usual. I love that almost homophone of handsome and flyer and handsome and flyers. You see, you'll have rappers that will rhyme the same words for emphasis, that style of delivery, and does the same thing, but he's not actually saying the same words and they have different meaning. The simile is with passing out, meaning fainting, losing consciousness, and handing someone flyers. We usually hear passing out flyers, so that's the wordplay he did. Fun fact, in Kings Never Die, he did a wordplay using flyers with the line, nobody ever handed me shit in life, not even a flyer. But let's go back to the first line of that section. Fans has a double meaning. Perspiring is a more elegant way of saying sweating. When you're hot, you use a fan. So the first meaning is, the, is an actual fan with propellers. The second meaning of fans is us. Marshall Mathers is the biggest rapper of all time with the largest fan base, so he's alluding to that fact. Simply put, he doesn't understand how he can ever be sweating since he has so many fans. Now, if you're an English speaker, you might think the next explanation is needless, but for non-native speaker, you might learn something. Liar Liar Pencil Fire is something that kids will chant when they want to call out that someone is telling a lie. So here M used a simile that you could say is corny, but because it fits in the rhyming pattern established and with the delivery, it actually doesn't sound stupid. That's the difference between M and most rappers, because most rappers would have just said, like a liar's pants, I'm on fire, but not set it up to be a part of a great rhyme scheme. Next line. My goals around comes around just like the blades on the chainsaw because I caught the flag but my doll is stacked right off the bat like a baseball, like kid ink. What goes around comes around is an idiom about karma. Slim here is talking about the fact that for what he said in his rap, he caught the flag from these activists when they're ragging, but those activists also got some karma thrown back their way because they put more light on M's lyrics. It made him a superstar right from the start. So that's why he says dollars stacked right off the bat. Another way of saying from the start. Now, the Kid Ink reference, I definitely had to look it up. Kid Ink is an American rapper from LA known for his hits such as Show Me featuring Chris Brown and Promise featuring Fetty Wap. 
Kidding has a tattoo of a bat on the side of his face. He also has a song called Bats Fly, so the reference was tied to right off the bat part. Bitch, I got them racks with so much ease that they call me Diddy because I make bands and I call getting cheese a cakewalk. Cheese guy! Okay, before I explain the Diddy line, I have to make a confession. For a second, I thought that when he said, like Kid Ink, it went with Got Them Racks because M mixed up Kid Ink and Tyga, who's got the song Rack City. Because I'll be real, years ago, I used to confuse the two. Two skinny, light-skinned dudes with tattoos. I mean, look at them. But then I thought, M's a student of the game, so he wouldn't make such a mistake and found out why he mentioned Kid Ink. Now back to Diddy. Rack is a slang for $1,000, so is a band. So continuing with the fact that he gets a lot of money, he should be called Diddy because, like Puff, he makes bands. But there's a double entendre. Diddy used to have a reality show called Making the Band, which spawned the girl group Danny D. Kane. Now, in one of the sessions of that show, now in one of the season of that show, Diddy famously asked the participant to go fetch him a cheesecake, and they had to walk for hours to go get it. So that's the reference M makes with getting cheese and a cakewalk. Again, cheese is another slang for money, and that's what's cool here. It used different words to say money. Now the upcoming part of the song is my favorite part because the beat moves away from that main tree made for radio beat and turns into a dark peep with instrumental progression that M is known for. I'm sure that's the part he added. Plus that dope assonance with the air sound where he twists the pronunciation of words is quite something. Let's look at him. Bitch, I'm a player. I'm too motherfucking stingy for Cher. Won't even lend you an air and even pretending to care. Cher is an American singer and an actress who's been labeled as the goddess of pop. One of her biggest singles is the song Believe, not exactly the same themes as the Eminem one. You remember that M line in Role Model? Because when I smoke out, I hit the trees harder than Sonny Bono? Well, Sonny Bono was her husband, and they both gained popularity under the Sonny and Cher duo. Now, Cher being labeled as this goddess, you can imagine that she loves a lavish life with expensive things, so M says that he's too stingy, in other words, too cheap for her. Then he follows it with the idiom, lend an ear, which means to listen to someone. But because he won't even do that, it plays with being cheap. And back to share, it's a homophone to the verb to share, something that he isn't going to do. All in all, he's saying he won't spend money on a chick. But I tell a bitch I'll marry her if she'll bear her face in my genital area, the original Richard Ramirez, Christian Rivera, because my lyrics never sit well, so they want to give me the chair. On top of that air assonance, look at the rhyming, stingy for share, pretending to care, give me the chair, plus a nice alliteration with the R sound, the original Richard Ramirez. The play on words he did here with give me the chair is my favorite one in the song. Let me explain what he did. As he does often, he takes common expression and mixes them together. When something doesn't sit well with you, it means it makes you uncomfortable. Give the chair, that's a reference to the electric chair, which is a form of execution for the death penalty. More on that, as of 2015, the only places in the world that still have it as an option for execution are the US states of Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Virginia. With that said, you could say that his lyrical content is constantly on the fly, so no wonder people want to punish him for his lyrics. And of course, he's playing on the sit and chair. But the reason why it's my favorite wordplay in this song is because, well, for one, it's a cool one, but the fact that it's so real when it comes to M's career, it adds to the metaphor. Richard Ramirez was an American serial killer, rapist, and burglar who committed crimes in Los Angeles and San Francisco from 1984 to 1985. Although he was sentenced to death by gas chamber, he actually died of complication from B-cell lymphoma while awaiting execution in 2013. Then we have the Christian Rivera case. He's a 24-year-old immigrant from Mexico accused of killing Molly Tibbetts in the summer of 2018 in Iowa. 
Rivera first confessed to the murder, but then pleaded not guilty. This issue was politicized because some politician wanted to use his immigrant status to push their agenda. In 2020, this is an ongoing case, and right now, he's just a suspect. So it's kind of it kind of sucked that M would drop his name to compare himself to killers, since he could be innocent. But really, M used him not because he thinks he's guilty, but because, man, it fitted so well the rhyming scheme. In some, naming serial killers or rapists, that's some good old Slim Shady. He's just making it up to make you mad. Moving on. Like a paraplegic. I'll stop right here because it goes with the previous line. A paraplegic is a person who is paralyzed from the waist down, so they need to be on a wheelchair. That goes with the previous, give me the chair. And it's Carrie called Harry Carrie because every Tom and Dick and Harry carry a mirror motherfucking dictionary on him. Harry Carrie in common speech means suicide. It comes from the Japanese ritual suicide by disembowelment, meaning putting a sword through your abdomen. And I think that what he's referring to as suicide is rappers trying to go at him. But there's a homophone with Harry Carey that he says right after. Harry Carey, as in a guy named Harry Carey something. In this case, it's the Merriam Dictionary. But he's not talking about someone named Tom, Dick, or Harry. The phrase Tom, Dick, and Harry is a placeholder for unspecified people. The phrase most commonly mean everyone. Therefore, my interpretation of this line is this. Ever since MGK tried to make fun of M for reading a dictionary and that M doubled down on the fact that he does read a dictionary often, something he said in the past, now rappers want to be just like him, thinking it'll make them better lyricists. Moreover, not only is he mentioning Merriam-Webster's dictionary because it fits the rhyming scheme, in 2019, Merriam-Webster officially added the term stand as a noun and a verb, and the year before, the Oxford English Dictionary did as well. Swearing up and down, they can spit. This shit's hilarious. It's time to put these bitches in the obituary column. We wouldn't see eye to eye with a staring problem. Get the shaft like a staring column. To swear up and down means to state something very strongly. Again, he's belittling rappers who think they're crazy, but they ain't crazy, who are just playing sick and they ain't saying shit. The obituary column, that's the section in the newspaper where they list the recent death of people with a short bio and the info on their funeral. And I like the absence with bitches in obituary. Simply put, he's about to murder these fools. And once again, a great writer will always find a creative way to say things that have been said, but differently. Then we have two more wordplays. First, to not see eye to eye means to disagree on something. But on the literal sense, if you had a condition that made both of your eyes look at your nose, well, you would have a staring problem. So he's saying that he'll never agree with these rappers who think they're hot shit. Then the second wordplay is a more simple simile. The idiom to get the shaft means to cheat or deceive someone or to mistreat someone. In this case, Ant meant the latter. And using this expression, he made a simile with the steering column of a car, which is the shaft that connects the steering wheel with the steering mechanism of the car. Now, Ant goes full blast and beats his own record of majesty for the amount of words and syllables per second. Now, I'll go much slower, but feel free to speed it up to see how I would sound if I went as fast as Eminem. Check it out. Fill him with the venom and eliminate him. Other words, I meant it made him. I don't want to hurt him, but I did. I'm in a fit of rage. I'm murdering again. Nobody will evade. I'm fitting to kill him and dumping their fucking bodies in the lake, obliterating everything, incinerate, the renegade. I'm here to make anybody who wanted with the pen afraid, but don't nobody want it, but they're gonna get it anyway. It took a couple takes. You see, my problem with those speedy flows, it's sometimes it feels like it's empty because it sounds like it's just rhyming for rhyming and because it goes so fast, the lyrics lose their impact so it makes them feel disposable. With that said, I do like the rhyming here and the nice homophone. That homophone would be eliminate and eliminate the beverage. And that's why he says, I Minute Made him. Minute Made being the most popular brand of frozen concentrate juice. 
And there's a little more to that line. There's another homophobic minute made, which is made, the verb. He's saying that he made those rappers, going back to Caterpillar, where he feels like he's a father to this new generation. And I may reach a little, but when he says, fill him with the venom, it made me think of the song Venom, which was about how Eminem influenced so many people by filling them with the venom, the symbiote. Oh, by the way, go check out my breakdown for the Venom song if you haven't already done so. Of course, we have a reference to Renegade, but I want to point out how dumping bodies in the lake is a recurring thing for M. In 97, Bonnie and Clyde, But don't worry, daddy made a nice bed for mommy at the bottom of the lake. In the kids, He grabbed the face by the lake as he chopped it off and dropped them off in the lake for the cops to find And stay wide awake, But it's trying to stay wide awake cause you might have found that by the lake. And also, it must be the ganja. The trunk that they were stuffed in the model to make the plate and which model would like the founder and how to attack the victims. And probably some other songs, let me know in the comments below. And the reason why it's simple, it's a common place where serial killers will hide bodies and we know serial killer shit is slim shady shit. Although here, it's all metaphorical on what he does lyrically to other rappers. Final lines. 100% of you is a fifth of a percent of me. I'm about to fucking finish you, bitch. I'm unfatable. You want a battle? I'm available. I'm blown up like an inflatable. I'm undebatable. I'm unavoidable. I'm unavailable. I'm on the toilet bowl. I got a trailer full of money and I'm paid full. I'm not afraid to pull up. Man, stop. I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm not a fan of that delivery because it feels like it's just rambling. For example, in those last lines, it's mostly adjectives with the same suffix, but M is self-aware of it, and he does it just for fun. I get it. That's why he'll say, I'm on a toilet bowl, although he means shitting on people, and stuff like that. I can respect that, and he and the proof is, he does that Chris D'Elia nod with the look what I'm planning. But at the end, there's a nice six-syllable rhyme with, got a trailer full of, and not afraid to pull up. One more thing, I'm Pitiful is a shout out to one of his biggest inspiration, and that would be the God MC Rakim. Pitiful is one of hip hop's most classic songs, and it is also the title of the album it was featured on. Now, my final word on this song, M set himself out to do a club slash radio hit, but with fire lyrics, and it was well executed. Kudos to you, Mark. That's it, folks. That was my breakdown, analysis, reaction, and review to Eminem's Godzilla. Now, I know I said I was gonna do his part on I Will, but so many people wanted me to do Godzilla, so if I were gonna do just one video in that month, I wanted to do something that everyone wanted. Now, as far as my next video, well, next month will be the 20th anniversary of the Marshall Mathers LP, so my next video will definitely be a special video about that. But until then, this has been Unabashed Reggie. Thanks, it's been real.